0: In the previous episode, as part of World Mental Health Day, I talked openly about my struggles with mental health in the past. I used to have quite bad anxiety and get panic attacks. Things like cognitive behavioural therapy and meditation really helped me. I recorded it so that if anyone's going through something similar, it could offer hope to people. There is a way to get better, you just need to work at it. So if you're struggling with anxiety or feeling low or have mild depression, go check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go travelling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and (laughs) making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! Hi guys, welcome to the podcast today. In today's episode, we're joined by Ant Smith. Ant is a good friend of mine and is one of the most creative people I know. As an artist, Ant goes by the name Consumer Smith, starting from a young age on street and canvas. In recent years, Consumer Smith has successfully managed to make a business from the art he produces through social media, word of mouth and galleries. Working from his studio based in Newport, South Wales, he creates art that is current and commercially viable and is on a steady mission to push it to its limits. Hi, Anne. Welcome to the podcast today. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, thanks, mate. It's been a long time, so looking forward to chatting. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about your backstories? I mean, I studied art
1: in college, uh, went to university studied fine art and contemporary media. Then I sort of stepped away for about a decade. I started making music uh, for about a decade. I was in a band doing that sort of thing. As I got older, I wanted to return to art. I mean, I think more for the creative lust, more than anything, just to satisfy my own creative needs. All from my life, I was interested in art. It's always been a hobby and a passion of mine. Uh, I never really thought about it as being a viable business, just for the love of the art, really. And for me, the most important step I took that made my art into more of a career and a viable business was the day I decided to get a premises where I rent an art studio, somewhere I could go create work on a larger scale, space free from distractions. And I've always thought every artist needs a place to create work.
0: Yeah, it's really cool saying how the space has uh, kind of enabled you to take it seriously in yourself. And then also, just because you're doing that, others will take what you're doing seriously as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could, some of the greatest artists in the world could just sit in their bedroom and, and draw some fantastic pieces. But until the day you actually go out there and you take yourself seriously and you start taking action, however great you are as an artist or however great you may not be, if you take yourself seriously, other people will believe that too. And that's when people want to invest time and money into you. So it's important more than anything to believe in yourself. You mentioned about being in a band as well. So yeah,
0: it definitely sounds like creativity is a big part of your life.
1: Yeah, I think art and music have always gone hand in hand. I think as a creative person, I strive to just be able to express myself through any sort of medium. It was music for a long time, about a decade or so. A lot of traveling, a lot of touring, releasing records. Yeah, I think oh, art is exactly the same thing. It's just a release for me. And the fact that now it's a viable business and I make a living off it is a bonus. If nobody bought my work, I'd still be making it.
0: So you mentioned that, that you wanted to go back to the art. What was drawing you, drawing you, what was drawing, or well, pulling you back towards the <laughs> Excuse
1: art? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the pun, yeah. Well, basically, I originally moved to South Wales about 16 years ago. I'm from Southampton originally, and I, I studied fine art and contemporary media. I studied about three years making art, studying art, the history of art, installation work, all aspects of art, really. I mean, I enjoyed it, but the one thing that sort of steered me away from it at the time was there was a lot of elitism. A lot of people that believed art was only for a certain sort of people, the elite. And uh, I was dead against that. I've, I've got my, my roots are in uh, like graffiti and street art, which is, I think, the most purest form of art. It's for everybody. It's accessible to everybody. And that's what art should be. And uh, So I sort of moved away from art in a way because I wasn't happy with, with the amount of elitism that was going on and um, I concentrated more on my music. And uh, I guess, yeah, so I went down the avenue for a long time and as I got a bit older, we uh, sort of done our bits with music and the band and uh, the band broke up, went our separate ways and I sort of started to concentrate more on my art again. It's more, more than business, it's more than making money, it's, it's who you are as a person, it's what you love doing.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting you talk about the elitism because a lot of your work is like... You know, with the street art, it does seem like a lot of rebellion in the art and the pieces that you're doing.
1: Yeah, well, I, think, I guess that's why street art and graffiti is so um, relatable to a lot of people because it's art that's for everybody, it's accessible. I mean, it's almost like uh, Britpop music was in the 90s when a lot of kids grew up and they thought they were watching bands like Oasis and they thought it's just a bunch of normal working class kids getting up there doing their thing. And they thought, yeah, I can do that, I can be that, I can be that, that person. It's the same with art, street art. People see it and they think, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll give it a go. And I, I can express myself freely without the restrictions of even studying. I mean, the one thing I learned about studying art is you don't have to study art to make art. Some of the greatest artists in the world, they never studied art. They just, they just created art. So yeah, you know, art's for everybody, man. Everyone can have a go. Everyone can have a chance. And if you do the right thing and you're focused and positive, you can make a living from it. And I think that's the important message to put across.
0: What kind of setbacks did you have along the way to get into the point where you are now?
1: First of all, you have a lot of setbacks within yourself. I mean, a lot of artists have a lot of self-doubt. I mean, you, when it comes to painting, you put your all into something. It belongs to you and it's, it's everything you put your passion into. And you, you're going to show that to the world. And that's quite a big step for anyone to put themselves out there so much because you don't know, what, you don't know what, what you're making, whether people are going to like it or not. But then after that becomes maybe putting out a painting that doesn't sell, especially when it comes to using social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, which is an amazing tool that all oh, wow, I should realise I've found as an artist, the greatest way to sell work and push yourself out there is via social media. It's a tool that's so useful these days for artists, uh, musicians, any creative person. So yeah, I've sort of utilized that as much as possible. And I sell 90% of my work through social media. Sometimes something's successful, people like it, people want to buy it. Other times not. So that can be another setback. I guess the fear of not people not engaging with your work could be a setback. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you'll create a painting that you're happy with, you think it's great, and nobody engages with it, and it doesn't sell. Other times, you put something out, and it sells straight away. That sort of setback and that sort of, um, I guess, anxiety with pushing yourself out there, that can be a difficult thing. Some people will tell you, yeah, I'm not into that. I don't like that. And you can be like, right, I'm useless. That's, let's knock that on the head. The key to being a successful one do is being like, okay, brilliant, well, what about this? What about this? And just keep, keep pushing Persistence is key in, in all aspects of art. If you're prolific enough, you're persistent, then people are going to start noticing you. And I think that's what's been key for me over over the past five years. Is I've been prolific, I've been persistent. I've, I keep painting, I keep pushing the work out there constantly, week in, week out. I mean, when I first started, some I mean, I'd sell a lot of I sell a lot of art that I thought would sell initially, and I and I learned over about two years ago that's the wrong thing to do. I need to make art that. I'm focused on it and I love you just need to be persistent and prolific in what you do yeah I like the
0: persistence aspect definitely and getting over the self-doubt and putting yourself out there so how did you take the first steps then from you've got to a position where you've overcome that self-doubt you're making art regularly how did you start putting it out there and kind of turning it into a business
1: uh, the thing was um, I started off creating work using images from uh, pop culture famous musicians in like a stencil street art sort of fashion I was selling them cheap, between £50 and £100 pound per canvas in a array of sizes. Uh, the work was quite popular at the time. But I think at this stage, I was just creating work that I knew sold, and I sold them continuously for about two years. I guess at this point, though, I was finding my feet, and also I was developing the style and technique. But it wasn't the work that was true to myself. And The benefits of it, though, is that I gained a lot of clients' attention from the like, commercially viable aspects of it. But as an artist myself, I was seeing the work more as money than it was art that I could be proud of. And you've got to be careful with that. You've got to be careful not that you produce art that you know is going to sell. You've got to produce art that means something to yourself. It's taken me quite a few years to find my own identity as an artist as I was constantly battling being the artist I wanted to be and being the artist that sold work quick to keep myself afloat and earn a living.
0: So you started with the kind of stencils from pop culture and then getting those sold, building up your client base and now over time just doing your own thing and putting your own kind of stamp on it rather than stuff that's just commercial.
1: The way I like to see it is, um, uh, if you can relate it to music, the band releases an incredible first album. Uh, It's quite commercial. People are into it. They love it. Then the second album comes, same sort of vibe. But when they get to their third and fourth album, they've got more freedom because they've they've got that fan base. They can do what they want. But by that time, the people that are into them, they believe in what they do as a person because they connect with them. And now they are believing in whatever they do. And I think maybe maybe that's the key to it, uh, getting people on board in the first place. So that you have that freedom
0: later on. Sounds like a winning formula. You've talked about how you've been able to develop your own style. So what do you use for inspiration? Or how do you get inspiration?
1: I'm inspired by seeing artists that are further along in their career than myself. I'm inspired by the act of making art. I'm inspired by the fact that art exists in the first place. But when I'm painting, when it's just me in the studio painting, I'm inspired by that day, how I'm feeling that day, what tools I've got. By my side. So sort of, I'm just inspired by movement and colour. You could ask someone who paints a landscape of watercolours what inspires you and they can say the beautiful landscape of of Wales, the valleys or whatever. But with me, the work I create, I'm I'm inspired by the action of taking art, the movement, the moment. I'm inspired by energy, inspired by anger, inspired by love.
0: Nice. Lots of good inspiration there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned about like the artists being further along. Are these people that you that you know, or are these people that you follow?
1: I, f- I think both, really. I mean, I've, I've uh, I'm lucky enough in my life to meet a few great artists that have uh, inspired me, whether it be graffiti artists, to uh, fine artists, to uh, people that make sculptures. I mean, my studio is in a building with uh, about six artists. I'm alongside a great artist called Christine Dad. She's a wildlife painter. She goes on safari, she takes pictures of animals, she paints beautiful portraits of wild dogs, wild animals. I mean, I find that inspiring, it's brilliant, because it's completely different to what I do. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, I follow an array of artists I have done from a young age, graffiti artists, street artists, even artists like Damien Hurst, Tracy Ehrman, Anish Kapoor, uh, Richard Long, Barbara Hepworth, All the artists I studied when I was younger. I mean, there's so many different levels to it. I mean, uh, genres of art. But, I mean, it's all under the same So Everyone's got that same motivation and passion to make art. I appreciate that every artist is on a, a different level in life, maybe a level of success or whatever, but um, we're all on the same mission. And the fact that we can sell art and people are interested and they invest their time into what we do, I think it's a special thing. I think people will always want to buy art, no matter what's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. What's the best part about doing what you do? The best part? Well, do you know, when I first started... I'm selling work, making art. The best part for me was selling the painting and and making money. But I've realized now that's that's not the best part. The best part is making making the work and having that vision and being in the moment and being happy that I'm satisfying my own creative needs. That's the best part for me. Like I said before, um, if nobody bought my work, I'd still be making it. For me, the best part is to be able to express myself freely. And then when people buy it, that's a bonus. So, yeah, for a while, I was sort of uh, caught between two worlds. Like, I wanted to make money from selling my work. That was important to me. That was the only thing that was important to me. And now I've realized that, no, that's not important. What's important is creating the artwork. And if you truly believe in the artwork, you're creating Then people want to buy it anyway.
0: What tips could you give for others that are potentially thinking of uh, turning their passion or hobby into a viable business?
1: It's hard to give definitive advice to someone looking to sell their art as a career, because it can be uh, fulfilled by many different angles. Um, The important thing is being persistent as possible, accepting knockbacks as challenges to overcome, and understanding that nothing happens overnight. Um, I think selling art and being an artist is 50% positive mental attitude and persistence, and 50% letting the work speak for for itself. And tell the world, this is great, I believe in it, you should too. And that's when people start spending money. So yeah, having that belief in what you're doing. Yeah, you need to believe in yourself fully. I think
0: self-doubt is definitely the biggest thing for like people to put their stuff out there.
1: Oh, uh, well, totally. Do you know what? Like um, everybody I know is doing something creative, whether musicians, DJs, artists, and everybody's got that self-doubt. That's, that's natural. That's just the way it is. Hmm. It's a difficult thing, but you just need to put yourself out there. What advice would you
0: give to people that are having kind of self-doubts about putting their work out there?
1: The whole creative process is riddled with self-doubt. Because it's, it's a part of you you're putting out there. It's important. It's not like um, going to work and, and fulfilling your quota or the job you do. It's You're putting your whole heart and soul into something and putting it out to the world. And you're wearing your heart on your sleeve and showing the world. So of course you're going to have self-doubt. Uh, the best thing to do is close your eyes and just throw it out there. <laughs> it is. Just throw it out there yeah. and just and just think, great. I mean, even if you're just completely delusional and, and uh, you suck, then great. Just keep doing it. Keep putting it out there. Because... Some of the shittest work I've ever seen is sold for millions because they believe in themselves and they've, they've told enough people and they've shown enough people that everyone's like, actually, hold on, this guy really believes it and he's persistent and he's been doing it every day of his life and he's never going to give up and this is why we love him. Do you know what I mean? There's, I think there's no rights or wrongs when it comes to creating art. It's, uh, it's self-expressions.
0: I think it's right being able to say, right, I've, I've done this and I believe in it so I'm going to put it out and, yeah, just accept that I've done that and then learn from whatever people say. Absolutely.
1: And I think as far as creating a business out of art, a lot of people don't see art as a viable business or that's even possible. Art and everything in the creative field in this world, that's how people relax. That's what people love more than anything in the world. And it will always be important after anything else. I mean, if you think one of the first things humans did was drawing walls in in a cave, (laughs) not before any business, that was the original business. So yeah, keep pushing, keep believing in yourself and be positive and good things will come.
0: Yeah, definitely. What general tips could you give to people so they can make the most of their social media?
1: I mean, I'm in the early stages, but so far it's been successful. Mm. Uh, I think what's important with things like Instagram is there uh, certain hashtags you use, link people in so people discover your work. Also, there's, I mean, there's a lot of phony sites, uh, Instagram pages that will offer to promote your work for a small fee, but some of them can be useful. But also, you need to. Uh, the more active you are with engaging with other people, more people will see your work. But, but what I find, the more work you put out there, the more people will sort of see it and get involved. But yeah, you need to be. You need to be persistent with it with social media. Yeah, just just be on it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great tool to use. Social media can be a terrible thing, but for art artists, it's an incredible tool. It's taken art to a whole new level. It's has been become more accessible in the world.
0: I think that was like a key theme of what you were saying, that it's making art more accessible, uh, yeah, not yeah. just not just for yourself as being an artist and being able to like experiment and get creative, but also making it accessible for the people to be able to look at it and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, people that would never normally be into art, now they're seeing all sorts of stuff on a, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, it's nice now as uh, people are just their eyes are open to it because it's, it's there in their face every day in their hand. I mean, it's like, it's like having an art gallery in your hand every day. Yeah. I mean, you can't go to the tape every day, but you can scroll through millions of artists from all around the world and it's brilliant. And you can connect with these artists. You can get advice from each other. You can share, share images. And it's almost like um, you've got this sort of network of friendship all around the world with people that never met all artists all sharing and feeding off each other ideas, Inspiration, it's brilliant. I think that's it's such an important thing in this day and age is social media, especially Instagram. is I think is the greatest platform, social media platform for us. It. It's, it's, it's inspirational every day. I mean, you can stand at a bus stop smoking a cigarette, but also checking out a painting that someone's just created in New Zealand. Yeah, that your mind. Thanks
0: for sharing some of your insights into how you're able to create a viable creative business. How can our listeners find out more information about yourself or connect with you.
1: Uh, firstly yeah, go to Instagram forward slash consumersmith. All the necessary information will be on there to forward you to other social media platforms. Go check it out. Drop me a message.
0: So yeah, I'll add it into the show notes so yeah our listeners
1: can go check out your work. Do you know what? I'm, lo- I'm loving what you're doing with this podcast. It's brilliant. Yeah
0: it's been really fun interviewing different people and like hearing how people are kind of doing what they want to be doing just to kind of inspire others, you know, that are kind of on the fence of like, oh, should I do this?
1: Yeah, do you know what? Because I think people are too scared to take the plunge these days. Yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. There's a lot of risks to consider really, isn't there?
1: Yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to be careful, I guess. I mean, you don't want to be renting a two grand a month house and then quit your job because you want to sell 50p key rings. <laughs> but, you know? but yeah, you you got, yeah. um, got to take that plunge to make yourself happy because life's short. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really good speaking to you, huh? Yeah, always a pleasure.
0: Catch up soon. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.